You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, this is Lawrence Coletti, producer for Legal Talk Network. I'm here at Legal Tech West Coast Trade Show in the Westin Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, California. I'm currently in our recording room with Mr. Bennett Borden. He is the partner and chair of Information Governance and eDiscovery Group at Drinker, Biddle, and Wreath. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So I understand you're coming in from uh, Washington, D.C., and you've had a pretty long flight, I'm sure. Yes, though, it, uh, I was actually pleased with it. I needed time to do some extra work. Oh, great, great. So obviously you're uh, speaking at a lot of events here. So as we talked about uh, just before the interview, uh, four events total. Now I've got on here that you're a moderator for one of them, uh, leveraging data and analytics to optimize information governance. And I've got uh, two other speaking engagements, Beyond Predictive Coding, incorporating new technologies into your e-discovery program, and one more, the three R's, risk, readiness, and revenue. So which of those three do you want to talk about? You know, I uh, I loved the first one. All of these are great um, panels. I'm quite pleased to be a part of it. There's a theme across them, which is how do we get value out of the information that we own as companies? And that's really what uh, especially the first two panels were about. Okay. So leveraging data and analytics to optimize information governance. Your co-speakers of the event that you uh, moderated were David Cohen and Gordon J. Calhoun. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. What was the theme for that one? You know, it was really what we've learned out of e-discovery and what's going on in data science and especially in data analytics and what we can learn from the information that we have inside of our companies. The, uh, you know, basically what we do in e-discovery and litigation is we answer questions. Um, the question most times is what happened and why and usually whose fault it is. And we do that by looking through vast quantities of information What's going on in the data science world and data analytics is basically looking for patterns to get meaning and value out of vast quantities of information. And so many of the advancements that are going on in data science, uh, we're applying in the litigation context with some pretty remarkable results. Okay, so uh, what kind of information are you looking at? What kind of data are you collecting? You know, mostly it is what we call unstructured data. Um, as opposed to structured data. So structured data is stuff like that's in databases or think of an Excel spreadsheet that has rows and columns and everything in one of the cells is usually you kind of know what it is and it has a format. Um, Unstructured data is like email and documents, things that people write with free text. Unstructured is a little bit of a misnomer because, of course, all language has some structure. We have grammatical structure and syntactic structure. And the advancements in data analytics and really how, how it analyzes text is what's really pushing the advancements on the e-discovery side. Okay. And then I guess uh, in order to make your predictions, you're assigning some type of statistical study. Are you using standard deviations and bell curves and things (laughs) like that? Or how is it being applied? It is. You know, so in the less scientific explanation is if you think about um, how we go about doing e-discovery is we're really trying to answer this question, what happened? And we do that by looking for facts. And those facts are usually contained within electronic information, especially email. Um, if you think of what an email is, it's a, it's a crystallized moment in time, right? You have um, a person talking to other people and expressing some ideas, thoughts, feelings, actions. And that's um, crystallized. It's like kept like a piece of amber or something in time. And we can look for those um, crystals and put the string of them together and basically come up with a story. Um, Who did what? Did they break this contract? Did they violate this law? Whatever it is. 
And so what's gone on in data science is to help us look for patterns within those communications. If you think about um, where data science is right now, most of the work has been done in trying to predict human conduct in the commercial space, right? So think um, your Netflix, when they say, here's, you'll like this movie because you liked other movies and everybody else liked this movie, or the coupons that you get delivered from your loyalty card at CVS or Walgreens. Um, all of those are based upon um, learning about what people do over time. That is what we're applying in um, the e-discovery field, so that by looking for patterns in communication, um, not just the words and phrases people use, but communication patterns, who's talking to whom, um, are there uh, increases in deletion patterns or um, uh, one of the high indicators of uh, something interesting to look for is uh, people using personal email addresses or forwarding to personal email addresses or BCCing people. The analytical tools that we use leverage all of that information to try to help you find what you're looking for. Okay. And so uh, this information is being used, uh, obviously, to predict whether or not there's going to be a successful case. Is that correct? Usually. So in cases, we're looking back in time, right? So this would be descriptive analytics, right? We're going back in time and looking for what's happening. And uh, frankly, we've gotten very, very good at that. Um, with the strategies that we use and the technology that we use, you can get through a million documents in a matter of a few days. The interesting part of that is, is what that leads to strategically. Every litigation comes down to what your position is. And there's really only three possible positions in litigation, right? You did it, or you didn't do it, or it's a toss-up. Um, it's almost never actually a toss-up. And so the sooner that a company understands what its liability is or whether its position is strong, that's what drives the merits and the resolution of the case. Um, historically, it has taken many months to get to the bottom of a case, um, many months. Uh, and sometimes millions of dollars. The nice thing about where the analytics and the technology has taken us is you can literally find out your position in just a matter of days. Once you know that, you're out of the case because either you settle because it's your fault or you prove to the other side it's their fault and you're out. So it has um, brought an immense change to how we do litigation. Okay. You know, and that, that, that kind of leads to my next question. Obviously, with uh, some of these, uh, these lawsuits, the the, uh, the defendant they'll they'll be look, analyzing this whether or not it's worth it and they'll have very strong beliefs and so I guess my question to you is is this reducing the amount of settlements that that are occurring within the uh, litigation at this early stage it's actually increasing them okay. um, most companies will act reasonably right they um, they want to go about doing their business if they've happened to have violated. Uh, breached a contract or violate a law, they simply want to deal with that situation and move on. Um, and so it's actually driven up, maybe not the number of settlements, but how early they occur, um, which frankly is good for everybody. Um, money spent on litigation getting to an answer is not necessarily uh, a good way use of resources. What is interesting is how what we're learning from this e-discovery descriptive analytics phase is pushing us into the predictive area. Um, and this is really what the crux of some of these these panels were about, is how do we use the patterns that we've learned um, to try to prevent something bad from happening in the first place? Oh, great. That's great. These types of services, um, do they benefit more the large firm, the mid-sized firm, the small firm? How does that work? You know, it's interesting. It can benefit all of them. So I chair um, the Information Governance and discovery Group at Drinker Biddle, which is a large national firm. But what's interesting is how this affects your clients. We're seeing a lot of the uptake of this with companies who are um, either have a large regulatory profile or in litigation often, or 
for companies that are already kind of in the data analytics space. If you think of where this is being used most commonly is in marketing, um, brand awareness and sentiment analysis is where this technology normally resides. Um, and so large consumer-driven companies um, are already used to this, and so it's merely applying it in a new way. What's interesting in the legal space is where um, you see a lot of the uptake is actually with the smaller firms, and many of them on the plaintiff side. It is usually these firms are smaller, they have more limited resources, and so getting to answers faster um, is better for them. Interestingly, that's not necessarily true of larger firms. Uh, one of the struggles that large firms are happening is, are, are struggling with is uh, the billable hour model, which frankly is a bit archaic and um, there's a lot of pressure to change that. And so we at my firm um, are very active into changing how we bill for things, more of on a fixed fee basis or a cap basis. Because if you're in a billable hour model, the amount of time you spend on something is how you generate your revenue. And so using technologies that are that decrease the time you spend on something is not necessarily good for you. And so there's this very interesting tension going on. But like any other profession, we're modernizing and frankly need to modernize even more. What's really particularly interesting to me is how we can repurpose this technology in other ways. Fundamentally, all that we are providing is visibility. Um, it's a lens into human activity. And uh, the technology has gotten extremely good at doing that. We simply have more data. It's like um, if you compare oh, like a one megapixel camera to a 10 megapixel camera, the only difference is the number of points of reference that give you more detail. It's the same with human activity. Um, because we all send you know, text and tweets and Facebook posts and hundreds of emails a day, um, just in that sphere, let alone your GPS data and your key card swipes and when you're in the elevator and when you log on, we can get a very good impression of what someone does and, frankly, what they think and fill and buy and sell. And so it's given us um, incredible insight into human conduct. It certainly raises question of just because we can do that, should we do that, and privacy interests and such. But um, the ability to get to an answer um, is unparalleled in our history. Well, fantastic food for thought. Bennett, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And if our listeners want to get hold of you or attendees of this conference want to get hold of you, where can they reach you? Thanks very much for having me. They can reach me at uh, bennett.borden at dbr.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.